Mel Gibson is a crazed, psychopathic lunatic. Oh, and he's also the star of this movie. We watched Lethal Weapon to find out how good was it. Welcome back, friends, to How Good Was It, where we review and revisit and review and revisit and review and revisit movies from our past. That's a lot of reviewing, a lot of a lot of revisiting. It sure is. And that voice that you hear, hello, Scott. Hey, welcome back, Jim. And hello, Joe AP. Hey, what's up, guys? It's great to be with you guys again. I hope you guys have your uh, beverage of choice in your hand and whatever edibles you have handy. Get ready to relax and enjoy another movie review with us. This week, we have something that I personally haven't watched in a long time, but I think I remember pretty well. And that movie is the Mel Gibson vehicle, along with Danny Glover, Lethal Weapon. I'm too old for this. Are you as good as you say you are? Nobody can touch me. Suppose we better register you as a lethal weapon. You ever met anybody you didn't kill? Well, I haven't killed you yet. Classic. Yes, Class I'm talking the first maybe. one. Let's not the get first confused. one. You're not talking the, the TV series? No, not the TV series. Oh, my God. I forgot the TV series. <laughs> I think this generation forgot about Lethal Weapon because I, I was sending you guys a meme uh, and um, I sent you guys a GIF with uh, yes. of Lethal Weapon. And when I when I searched the the GIFs and Lethal Weapon, all the all the ones that came up first were all from the TV show. It was all of Damon Wayans and then uh, uh, the Stifler from American Pie and all, all these the people from the from the TV show showed up and not. It took a while till it got to Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. I was, it was very disappointing. Wow. I've never watched a TV series, but that cast, that lineup I, doesn't sound too alluring uh, to me. I tried was to it watch it. it. It was not good. I think Mary liked it. She watched, I think she watched it all. And I, I caught like bits here and there, but no, it wasn't good. I have to. So how recent was the, the series? Uh, maybe yeah. like four or five years ago. Yeah, I think I it, probably know it, ended, it probably ended like four or five years ago. Yeah, I think it was on CBS for like, for like maybe three seasons. I think uh, someone got fired off of it. Yeah, they, the original <laughs> actor who kind of played the Mel Gibson role got mm-hmm. fired after a couple seasons because him and Damon Wayans kept fighting. And uh, yeah, it kind of ruined his career because I haven't seen the guy in anything since then. But uh, yeah. Oh, wow. It was Joe, a- Joe AP, what what do you remember from Lethal Weapon? I mean, was the it something crazy you Mel? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it's an, probably an accurate first, description. Sorry. The first movie of Mel Gibson. I, um, I well, no, Mad Max. Yeah, Mad Max is. What I didn't recognize it was him at first, but that Mad Max was the his first Mel Gibson movie. Mm-hmm. Was but, Lethal Weapon pretty much shot him to superstardom? Yeah, um, I think Mad Max though made him a known person for sure. I can't think of anything big well, in between that. Well, that's a big departure in terms of looks. You know, he looks very different from Mad Max. Young, this is true. Uh, well, good looking. Yeah, maybe the the first one. But then, uh, do you remember the Mad Max of Beyond the Thunderdome? He had Tina Turner. Yeah, he had yes. kind of the mullet for that movie <laughs> okay. too. So he kind of already had the Lethal Weapon hair there. Yeah. Now, 
Lethal Weapon was my pick, but I'm starting to regret that I didn't pick Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome now. Oh, that's a, that's <laughs> a classic as well. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. We we have Lethal Weapon locked down. Let, let's carry yeah, on. We, we can save that when Furiosa comes out next year. Then, uh, oh, then we can do that. Yeah. Good idea. Stay tuned mm-hmm. for that, folks. Now you know we have something to plan for. Um, yeah, man. Lethal Weapon. What do we remember about this movie? When did this come out? I this, I would say 87. Yeah, around that time. Yeah. 87. Really? I, I remember it as being a little earlier. I don't, I don't know. I could, so. I could be wrong. God knows my memory. Because you, you know why? It's, it's the mullet, right? Because I think that's about the time the mullet got popular. It was about 87. That's about I, the time I got a mullet. was about 87. Based and, on your uh, own reference, Scott? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure it, it was based on popular culture. And I think mm-hmm. that's when, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, Mel Gibson has one. I, I have to have one. Well, wasn't um, mullet, was it? Mullet was around since what 85, maybe 85, 86. Yeah, but you know how like anything else happens, right? It doesn't, it takes a little while to get to the <laughs> popular mainstream and for Mel for Mel Gibson to grow a mullet. And then then once he has it, then then everyone has it. But yeah. This is true. I, I think that that hairdo had a long run even beforehand. It's just it came in like different stages. And by the time it got to Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon, they knew how to style it a bit better. You know, so it looked somewhat presentable. What was this? What was the slogan for that? The party in no business in the front. Party party in the back. Come on, yeah. I I remember so Dana. Oh my god. It's so June, uh, you know, back in the Aragados days, um, Annalisa, your wife, uh, (laughs) came up with I thought she came up with the phrase mullet. You know, I think she she oh. may have been the first person I ever heard say mullet. So we used to we would we'd be in the restaurant and anyone came in with a mullet, we'd go mullet, mullet, mullet. We'd we'd all <laughs> I, say it to each other, and I didn't know it was a part of the the popular uh, vernacular. So I'm sure people heard us calling it mullet. You know, for the longest time, I thought Annalisa made that up. You know, there was there was, it had to been years go by before I realized that that's what people referred so to. So you had a mullet that you don't know what exactly. No, we didn't call it a mullet then. In the eighties, it wasn't called a mullet. What it wasn't call called it? a mullet until the nineties, till till people you know started making fun of it. In the eighties, it was just called a, a cool hairstyle, Joe. That's what it was. <laughs> so when you when you go get a haircut, you just tell them, "I want um... I want business in the front, party in the back." Have to tell them. Well, from, from what I remember, uh, my wife. Oh, now, just for reference, folks, the the way I I met originally, the way I met these two guys, Scott and Joe AP, was through my wife, and they worked together at a Japanese restaurant in the in the Tampa Bay area. And um, yes, I remember when I started dating my my what well, who became my wife. Um, she even had like a song for mullets. Yep, mullet swing my way. We used to yes. sing it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I'm gonna force her to my, my oh, wife yeah, doesn't she... listen to any of our shit, <laughs> you know. So now I'm gonna force her to listen to it just so she could, you know, have a little we trip through memory lane. It. There's so many people that must have been so offended by all these people going mullet, mullet, <laughs> mullet as they walked by, and we th- we I think we all thought it was just some. You know, no one knew what the hell we're talking about. Thank God Yelp didn't exist back then. (laughs) Yeah, I I ate at this Japanese restaurant last night and the crew was chanting mullet at me. (laughs) It was a cheer. It was a cheer. We appreciate (laughs) your dude. Um, Yeah, but Lethal Weapon. 
Oh, so, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Uh, big star vehicle from L. Gibson, who was oh, probably, yeah. he was, he's already a star by, uh, by then, yeah. but this really catapulted him. Yeah. Well, like after in the this second movie, half of this episode, we're going to have to really revisit, revisit, uh, his career to see what, cause yeah, lethal weapon did. You're right. Took him. Like, to where, where did he go there. wrong? Like, what happened? Oh no, you? I know where he went wrong. We we can get into that as well. <laughs> Thank it, you for it, bringing that up. Joe. It, it may involve a DUI in uh in the hills of Malibu, I believe. Just for reference, <laughs> audience, this is pre uh racist rant, Mel Gibson. Um, <laughs> listen, pre, I, I pre him calling the 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 arresting officer sugar tits. Yeah, pre that. Ay ay ay! Oh boy, uh, listen. I, I'm not going to delve into the details of that. <laughs> um, let's just stick to the movie and see what yes. happens. Oh, okay, there. of course. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, that, that's so, bringing back a lot of crazy memories. So, June, what do you remember about this movie? Well, I remember it was huge. I remember it was my first exposure to Danny Danny Glover. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I don't remember Danny Glover in any well, He was in movies. Color Purple before this, right? Oh, that's and, true. He played, um, uh, was it Oprah's Husband? Yeah, 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 or Ob- but... Oprah's abuser, or whatever you want to call him. <laughs> Basically, yeah, that, you're right. So, Color Purple was before Lethal Weapon. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, I think that's ah, about maybe '85. Uh, the '80s is a scrambled egg. I'm pretty sure head. we've even mentioned the date in uh, in this podcast before. I think maybe talking about Spielberg, we we mentioned it. I'm almost positive it's 85 because it's the same year as Goonies. I think I had the question in Goonies, oh. how come Spielberg, because Spielberg produced Goonies, how come he didn't, you know, direct it and, you know, he did Color Purple at the same time? Once again, Scott knows everything. Scott knows everything. Yes. Um, uh, Scott thanked me earlier for uh, including that soundbite. Um, it's well-deserved. And I hope you, uh, the audience, are enjoying these little things that we throw in there. Um, That's gonna be and, my ringtone on my phone now. Whenever my phone rings, is this gonna be that on, on the Scott it's gonna, knows everything. Yeah. And um and listen, if there are any suggestions from you, the audience, or you, my two lovely co-hosts, as to a soundbite for June, oh. let me know. Because oh, <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I'm still yeah, searching we'll, we'll, we'll for that. We'll get there. One. I will we'll get. get I'm there. sure it'll come. I'm sure it'll come. But uh, yeah, I'm from the hood, bitch. <laughs> oh, I like that one. Damn, Joe AP, I like that one. Look at that. I, I, and, and you know what? There. I think that's it. Just the way you yep. said it, you're the soundbite. You saying that, that's the uh. soundbite. Thank you. The, the There it goes. You you ask and the universe provides. Yes. Thank you, Joe AP. It's a lethal weapon. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so what but do you yeah. remember about this movie? We remember it dealt as plot-wise okay. with one I, I crazy think I cop. Yeah, I, yeah, I can, I can nail this. All right, all right. So okay, yeah, two go, cops, go right? You. Mel Gibson is a crazy cop that nobody wants to work with. He all his partners have quit or been killed or whatever. Danny oh, Glover is a cop who is uh, about to retire. He's mm. a, he's almost done. He's too old for this shit, and uh, he gets paired with uh, Mel Gibson because no one else will. So the sergeant puts them together and. Um, yeah, hijinks and Sue. I I, I don't yeah. remember what c- case they're solving because I think all their movies kind of blend together. But I we know that Mel Gibson's wife has been killed and she's dead. Yes, and that's why he's a little crazy. He's a little suicidal. He puts a gun in his mouth and mm-hmm. you know thinks about suicide a lot. I think the opening scene for him is he is buying a Christmas tree, 
uh, well, he's supposed to be playing someone buying a Christmas tree, but he's actually there to undercover. break up undercover a drug bust. And yeah, he uh, he puts a gun to his own head and the, the guys call him crazy. And yeah, it's uh, I know. do not recall any of that happening. <laughs> I, I remember vividly was there was he lives in the in the, um, a mobile home, right? Like, yeah, uh, on the beach, yes. on the water. Arrow right? stream yep. type of mobile home. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I remember more about the sequel, and I think it was the sequel, the one See, that started uh, Joe up. Pesci. With Joe Pesci, no, yes. Joe Pesci's the third one. So yeah, oh, so, I had the God. same debate with Mary as well today. Uh, the second one is the one where he, um, I believe that actress Pat, Patsy Kinsett is in it, and his mobile home gets shot up. Um, this is the one where you find out how his wife died. He thinks his wife died in a car accident, but then this one South, I think a South African mercenary is like, no, I, uh, I, I killed your wife. And then, yeah, at the end, Mel Gibson's got to kill him in a container. I think that's a, is that the second or the first one, Joe? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it's the second one. They're very similar. The first and second one are very similar. The, the one I remember the I, I thought, most about the first one. Yeah, I thought you were describing the movie Bad Boys, but. No, no. It, well, okay. a Bad Boys is definitely a ripoff of this movie. But um, <laughs> but uh, no, the, the what I remember the most about the first one is the scene where Danny's Glover's toilet has been bombed. Yes. Been, there's, there's a bomb on his toilet, on his toilet seat, and he can't get up. And, you know, he he was so happy his family wasn't at home, so he could use the bathroom in in peace and quiet. And mm -hmm. then he gets in there and he he goes to unroll the toilet paper, and it says. Boom, boom or something on it mm -hmm. and then mel gibson has to go and pull him off the toilet to coincide with the bomb going off and they they jump into the uh bathtub to shield themselves this the is bomb. the first one it's like this i think one. i'm pretty sure I it's the first it's one the first one, first one? yeah, yeah. Okay. you know if there was ever a moment when these two characters bonded it was that moment over the toilet, in the toilet. <laughs> when mel gibson yeah. had to talk him through this bomb in the toilet he got yeah. his pants down he was in the middle of doing his business and all of a sudden, he's about to get blown to bits. And that lucky for him, Mel Gibson had to happen to be over. I believe he was there for dinner or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like they, his family kind of adopts him, Mel Gibson, in a way. Like kind of like. But there's a there's a weird flirtation between him and, and the daughter. Yes. Yeah, was, I always found it very weird. Like uh, Mel Gibson <laughs> and the daughter were a little a little close, you know. Yeah, and Donnie Glover, Donnie Glover's character was pretty perturbed by that. Yeah, but, yeah. But all is forgiven after he pulled him off that toilet. So yeah, and I remember <laughs> at the end they have a big fight scene at Danny Glover's house, and they they Mel Gibson fights a guy in the front yard in the sprinklers, and then at the end, uh, the you know he beats the guy. And they they think think this over, but the guy gets a gun and is about to shoot him. And Danny Glover shoots and kills the guy. Mm, okay. So you you, you the, pretty yeah. much reminisce. I mean, summarize the whole story. I just don't remember what what they're investigating. I don't remember yeah. the bad bad well, guys. Well, that, that's was what because of his his was his his sister right that commits suicide over drugs. That See, oh yeah, somebody building. jumps off of a building. I don't think it's his. Was it his sister? I think it was his sister. Who's Mel Gibson's? Mel Gibson's sister. No, she killed herself. And it was his sister, though. No, I think. Yeah, I know you're talking about like some drugged up model is like falls down on top of a car, but I don't think it was related. I think that's just the case that they're trying to follow. I don't think it's related. I don't recall any of that. So maybe it's a good thing we're going to revisit this movie. I don't. You know, I the overall plot, yes. Certain key moments, yes. But but 
the overall details, you know. Yeah. It, well, very I, hazy. Because I really, I think a lot of these films are a lot alike. Yeah. It, like I said, the yeah. first two, then then you add on Rene Russo and Joe Pesci in the third one. And yes. I think the fourth one, you add Chris Rock along with Joe Pesci Wait and Rene Russo. Is the fourth one? Yeah. I was going to say, terrible. thank you, Joe. There was a fourth <laughs> Yeah, one? there's what? a fourth one with Chris Rock that's probably maybe very late 90s or maybe early 2000s. It, it, it was really bad. Mm. Oh wow! It so the first one is probably the, the best. So I, I yeah. would suggest you watch the second or the third scat just so that you don't get confused. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is what happens to me. I, I try to watch too many of these movies and they all blend together. But I think I, I think I remember mostly the first one. I see a lethal weapon binge in your future, Scott. Yeah. And um, you know, mm-hmm. the director of this movie is someone who we've re- reviewed before. It's Richard Donner, right? I think Richard Donner directed that lethal oh. weapon. Who also did Goonies. And okay. did he do all lethal weapons or just this first one? I don't know. I know he did this one. I'm not sure about the I I'm gonna I say know. he did at Probably. least the first two. Yeah, I think so. But Very I have no basis feel. for that. Yeah, so the late Richard Donner. I believe he passed away last year or the year before. Yeah, you're but he was very movie. solid director. Always, always yeah. put out good, good films. Mm-hmm. You know, probably known more for the action movies. But uh, yeah, no, Richard Donner. What I remember about the first film in this franchise was, first of all, they didn't. I, I, I don't believe that they expected it to be a franchise, right? It was sort of like a surprise hit. Yeah, just like I mean, anything was, in Hollywood, it, it does yeah. well. It's going to become a franchise. It's going to. Yes. This is true, but what I remember, what separates this first one from the rest of them, from what I remember, and mistake, and please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, the first one was a little bit more. Uh, there was more drama, more emotion based. You really saw the struggle within Mel Gibson's character. I think the um, first two. I think the oh, first because really? the second one really, I, if I remember, it really deals with his wife's death, and he's really uh, torn up over it. I think oh. uh, the first one, he is already, you know, in the same kind of situation, but he thinks she just died in a car accident. The second one, he finds out that these, you know, these mercenaries are actually the ones that killed his wife. They, they was, were trying to the kill motive? him. Oh, well, they were trying to kill him, but okay. she was driving the car, not him. She was in the car and not, you know, they they did something to her, his car, but she was driving it. And uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. The motive was really just to, uh, so they could do a uh, Lethal Weapon 2 was the motive. They, they needed a reason to do another movie. They will, we'll kill Mel Gibson's wife this way. <laughs> one of the things I also recall is by, by the third one, which which uh, from the little I remember, I, I remember it being okay. It was pretty good. And the I third think it's one's was... the one with Jet Li, right? Oh, yes. Jet Li is the bad guy and he so. kicks yeah, the I hell out of all that. of them. Yeah, he like beats them left and right. He's either the third or the fourth one, Jet Li is the, is the bad guy in it. I remember they were trying. There was a scene where they they were protesting free South Africa. And that was the second one. That's that was the part second two. one. That's the second Joe one. Joe Pesci yeah. was in it. No, in... he was in the third one. So what I was going to say about that, now that you bring up Joe Pesci again, Joe AP, is oh. that um, for me the third one was saved by Joe Pesci. You I know, it was so. like the by comedy. then, by it's then funny. the suicidal mm-hmm. crazy cop thing had kind of run its course with me. And I didn't find it as impressive. I mean, Mel Gibson is always Mel Gibson. And he's when he's when he's, you know, running on all cylinders, he's great. But by the third movie, it was like, yeah, we get it. You're crazy. You know, it's like but but, you know, when you remove the whole thing as far as his wife and that thing, it was like, okay, now you're just crazy for being crazy. But but I think I remember it was Joe Pesci's performance that impressed me the most in that film. I mean, he was so funny. He brought a. Uh, a huge humor aspect 
to the franchise that that you know they touched upon in the first two movies you know the dynamic between the two main characters was kind of humor based in that they were so different but by the third one we were or at least i was already so used to seeing it it was more of the same and it was joe pesci that kind of broke that was was this before the movie goodfellas no um, it was after yeah after right yeah really? well what, when, when he yeah when he did uh yeah, good. Goodfellas was before this. Goodfellas is probably '88, but I mean, when he did *Lethal Weapon*, it was probably already in the '90s when, when they did the sequel. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking it up now because now I'm starting to think maybe maybe Pesci was in two also. I am DB to the. I think he's in two. Two. I remember because he was yeah. the one that made fun of him. The free uh, South Africa thing. Yeah. Oh, you may have. You're a right. Point. He is in two. Okay, and so see. that's where they introduced him, and he made a return in the the. the well, because he he makes the second part was you know more. Of... There's a Lethal Weapon five. <laughs> what? <laughs> I never saw a Lethal Weapon five, but yeah. Then Danny Glover, and then Pesci. I think then Pesci must be in the rest of them after after one. He was in two, three, four, five. Was Mel Gibson yeah, then... in the fifth one? Yeah, it says Danny Glover, and I wonder if it's coming out. I I wonder if it hasn't come out yet. What? Oh. Up in five. Let's see. Are you saying we did this episode too early? Plot under wraps. Too- yeah, it has not. Uh, it has not come out yet. It's damn the, it. It's in. It's in the production. It's in pre-production. Wow. So no, this may, may it may not be for a couple more years. But they are making a lethal weapon five. Well, audience, you may not uh, get to hear this episode until then. <laughs> oh no, so we'll, we'll, we'll see about lethal dated. weapon two for for when that comes out. That's a good. That's a good uh, option, actually. Wow. I can't imagine a fifth. I mean, well, no. This yeah, is Hollywood. On. They're going to keep they're, on milking it. They're milking every franchise. Yeah, Hollywood apparently has forgiven Mel Gibson. They're starting to let him back in and do stuff again. Really, when you come to think of it, very few people can fail ultimately in Hollywood. If yeah. you wait a while, people forget everything. And uh-huh. they're like, oh, it's good to see you again. Well, I think Mel Gibson also direct most of his own movie too. So he's yeah. He, so he never really movie. gone away. He just not yeah. in the mainstream. Yeah, but I'm true. sure he's rich as hell. Oh yeah, this is very true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he could. Good, much... good point, sugar tits. <laughs> wow. Anything else we want to touch upon as far as a uh, lethal weapon? Again, the first one. No, no, I, I'm excited to watch it. I think this will be a movie that Mary actually watches with me because she uh, <laughs> loves it. And I honestly, I'm starting to doubt that she's seen the first one. I think she's seen only the second and third, maybe fourth one. So we'll we'll, we'll see. I am ready too. I'm looking forward to revisiting this movie. I remember it being fun. I remember there were good performances. Hopefully that's still the case. We'll find out and we will get back to you folks. Please like, please subscribe. Please follow and feel free to comment. Let us know how you feel about what we're doing, what you'd like us to revisit as far as movies, um, what we may include to improve the show. And with that, we shall bring the first half of our Lethal Weapon Retros... No, it's not a retrospective. Retrospective, really. We can't call it a retrospective. It's not like we're doing the whole franchise. Yeah, yeah, our our, our revisit of uh, Lethal Weapon. Yeah, thank you, Scott. That's what I kind of need. Come back for the second half of this episode to find out Lethal Weapon. How good was it? Say bye, guys. Bye, bye guys. guys. Sit tight. We'll be right back with How Good Was It?
Look for new episodes of How Good Was It every Tuesday on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Overcast, and YouTube. Make sure to follow, to like, and subscribe. For more How Good Was It, check out at How Good Was It Pod on Instagram, Facebook, Letterboxd, and TikTok. For Twitter, you can find us at HGWIPod. Welcome back, friends, to How Good Was It, where we revisit and review the movies of our past. Um, and this week, we have just a movie for you that fits that criteria. And it's a movie that I could only speak for myself. I think I speak for the others as well that we haven't watched for a while. But before we get to that, I need to introduce those two guys that make this show oh so special along with me. Hello, and I'm going to switch it up a bit. Hello, Joe AP. Hey, June. Good afternoon. Hello, Scott. Hey, welcome back, Dan. Now, I had to introduce Scott second because we got to talk about the do. <laughs> okay. okay. And uh, listen, uh, audience, this will probably be for most of you an audio podcast. So you don't have the luxury of seeing what Joe AP and I are seeing with our eyes. You haven't seen Scott <laughs> with that illustrious and very long flowing mullet. Please say hello to Scott's mullet, everyone, <laughs> because it does have a talking presence about. of its own. I gotta say, I just man, blew out my hair today. That's all. You style it lovely. Hair. It's it's like Thanks. it's very befitting. It's like we're we're kind of getting a peek into like nineteen, maybe Scott like around nineteen eighty nine or so. I would say, yeah, yeah, I think eighty nine. <laughs> you know, it would be good if you shape your beard and mustache too, Scott. I, that would, yeah, that would I should fit I the profile. I should have. Yeah. Well, hold on a minute. I'll get shape and I'll be back. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is uh, I, in honor of Martin Riggs today. I uh, I decided to do his hair, saw his glorious hair. So it's not Mel Gibson's haircut? Yeah, Martin Riggs. That's his character's name. That is oh, okay. Yes. And that is our segue into the subject for this episode, which is Lethal Weapon, the very first film in the franchise starring Mel Gibson as what is it? What Riggs? Martin Riggs. Martin Riggs. Ah, and Danny Riggs Glover. and Murtaugh. Yes, Murtaugh. Now, I don't remember uh, Danny Glover's character's first name. So we'll just go with Murtaugh because it sounds pretty cool, uh, Murtaugh on its own. But yes, this uh, was a movie that came out God knows when. We should know. I believe it's a... I, I believe in the first half of the episode we said, June, it was 87. Yeah, you know I don't remember anything. I saw this movie... <laughs> no, June, are you sure we did the... You, know, you remember we did a first half of the episode, June? So oh, far, I thought this was like the first you, half. You, <laughs> it kind of seemed like you were talking like this is the first time we, we talked about lethal weapon listeners listeners you know how we do here i i have marijuana so much... is a hell of a draw yes thank you among <laughs> listen i we do a lot here please excuse us memory cells do fail i am getting older too so that doesn't help but yes we did do, do the first half of our lethal weapon review and now that we've watched this movie Mm -hmm. And I haven't watched it in ages. And it was an interesting revisit for me, to say the least. But let's get into it. Before we uh, start giving our opinions and any how good was it, we should get into this plot and any asides. I know Scott. Scott is the master, as I've said before. I, I don't figures. know. I don't think I am, June. I, I think I really messed up on the first half of this episode. I 
I I swear I remember the toilet scene in Lethal Weapon being oh. in Lethal Weapon One, but apparently it's Lethal Weapon Two. Yeah, not in Lethal Weapon One, where where he gets pulled off the toilet. I I kept on waiting. I kept telling Mary, I'm like, oh yeah, any minute now they're gonna do that toilet scene, and never never came. Yeah, mentally as I was watching this movie, I was waiting for that scene myself because I I'll be honest, I was damn certain that it was in this first film. Yeah, and lo and behold. I think Lethal 1 and Lethal Weapon 2 are extremely similar movies. I yeah. think they're, except for Joe Pesci's in 2, uh, yeah. I think they're I think they're very, the shot similar, you know, they weren't too far apart. I think, I want to say it came out in maybe 89, came out maybe two years after this one, and yeah, mm -hmm. it's um, I was I was shocked that uh, that that scene wasn't in it. Did you guys yeah. watch this in the theater when it came out? Yeah, I saw it in the theater. Oh, wow. I did not. Neither did I. I'm, I'm yeah. surprised. Yeah. Like I, I remember it was a big movie at the time. It did very well, as far mm -hmm. as I remember it. From the what month was this came out? Was it in during the holiday season? Interesting. Has... You know, I I read it. I, I yeah, it was a Christmas theme. I think it came out early in the year. I read something about it where all the other ones were summer blockbusters, but the first one was released at a different time. I think they mm -hmm. they weren't expecting it to be that big of a hit. I think it was released like in March or something, something like Look that. Yeah, even though even though it's a Christmas movie, yeah, this this is yet another Christmas movie. Like, like Die Hard, Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie. Right. Which one came out first? Did Die Hard come out first? No, 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 no. Lethal Weapon came out first. Yeah, Die Hard came out I think eighty nine. I think it came out two years later. But it's a lot of the same people. And actually, in researching this movie, um, uh, Bruce Willis was offered the role of Murtaugh before Mel Gibson. Well, a lot a lot of actors were offered the role before Mel Gibson Gibson was. Yeah, he was kind of in a cool streak. You know, if you look at his uh, IMDb, really hadn't done much other than the Mad Max films. You know, he'd been acting in Australia for years. He did the Mad Max films. You know, Beyond the Thunderdome, Mad Max 3 is before this movie, too. For some reason, in my wow. mind, I thought it was after. So did I. Um, he did The Bounty, and that's about it. He had one other movie in there that wasn't, you know, that was a little bit famous. But he really didn't have any hits other than maybe you know the the mad max films and I'm, I'm sure the first one really wasn't a hit you know i think no. uh it's more of a cult classic than anything yeah. so yeah, yeah. The, it wasn't you know he he a lot of stallone a lot of the people were offered this role before you know it came to no gift that's gotta be sucks to be like not even second choice third choice but like, yeah nobody wanted this role so they gave it to him <laughs> yeah, and Mel Gibson, but Mel Gibson after this was a star and was offered Die Hard before Bruce Willis was offered Die Hard, which oh. he turned down as well. Imagine this hair in Die Hard. I mean, instead of Bruce <laughs> Willis's balding hair, you had a had a beautiful mullet. It, like it would this. be it, it would, would be not be the film. same character though. It, it, it would not be, be better. Bruce Willis. It would be everything Mel is better with a mullet, yo. Everything is better <laughs> is improved by a mullet. But it, you know, in this movie, Mel Gibson's mullet is glorious. It's normally uh, blown dried and hair sprayed back. It's super high, and it's uh, it's it's glorious. Yeah, it's just, it's 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 incredible thing. It's a work of art. You know, you can't say <laughs> that mullet was put through its paces in this movie. And a lot, yeah, a lot of wet. This is a very wet movie. There's a lot of you yes. know <laughs> un unknown reasons. You know, fire hydrants being knocked over and them them in a rainstorm. Uh, him getting tortured over some kind of indoor waterfall i'm not exactly sure what's going that, on there's a lot of uh there's a lot of nudity of mel gibson in this movie there's right? a lot oh, of yeah yeah cheesecake in this one mm -hmm. they made sure to well, utilize his bod for this one 
I didn't we know he was get a right sex into symbol. it because I I believe yeah, it starts out with nudity in this movie. I'm the first scene goes right into nudity. Yeah, well, he's in his thriller, right? No, but the, the girl, first scene the, is that yeah, the girl, the girl yeah. That, that commits suicide. That well, I was talking about the, introduction of Mel Gibson. I thought it was yeah. Well, I know you're focused on Mel's nudity, Joe, <laughs> but uh, you know I'm I'm talking about the other nudity. I don't uh, think the first scene with Mel Gibson, he's nude. He may have his shirt off or something. I don't think he's nude, but there is no a he's scene. Nude. No, no. The, well, there is a scene early in the movie where he's totally buff. Right. And you get yeah. a nice shot of his, his buttocks, so to speak. And, mm-hmm. and you know, for those of you right. who are I think that's the scene he's introduced. I, I think no, no, no. That was, the scene he was introduced is buying Christmas tree. Oh, is that the first scene? I thought it okay. was him okay. in bed in the trailer. Yeah. And he gets up and he you, you see the buns. No, I think that was like a day after. Oh, okay. All right. Folks, after, after we have already forgotten about theme. this movie. There is no yeah, better cue for us to go into the plot okay. than us uh, yeah, already yeah, Let's go right it into it. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's dive in. Does anybody want to start? Well, like, okay, I'll start it off. And I'm I'm going Ooh. by Joe A.P. Only because, yeah. but I could, I'm probably wrong. Like the Christmas tree? Yes, it was, he was pretending. No, well, it's a. Uh, the the is a model. Is okay, it, is model. damn it. That's how the movie opens you guys, up. Wrong, you guys you just said it, and I still get it wrong. I can't even do multiple choice right, man. Um, okay, yes. It starts off. And you know what's funny? I forgot it started off this way with the, the girl who's a hooker. No, no, not a hooker. A, a porn uh, star. A porn star. Uh-huh. A, video, and, a video, a porn video actor. is. I think they call her. It's something about well, video, videotape. They keep talking about VHS tapes in a way. Yeah, mm. well, for our purposes, it's just a porn star. Um, <laughs> and I forgot, you know, this movie starts and there's this porn star laying in bed. She, she's, mm. you know, it's almost like a dreamy sequence, right? And, and she, yeah. I guess she's supposed to be high. Poked out high. of her mind. Yeah. But, yeah, but, but I was like, the, the very table. first scene of the movie in the show, I was like, did I, did I buy the right movie? I was like, uh, I was like, I, I don't remember this scene. And then, of course, you realize that she is coked up out of her head because they show her do a few lines. Topless. Yeah, mm-hmm. topless, of course, which which I'm grateful for. And uh, did you guys we, um, watch uh-huh. that show Cheers? Yeah, are you familiar? Did you ever watch Cheers? Oh yeah, yes. Okay. So that actress is the one that played Woody's wife on Cheers. Like the last few seasons, he had like a it is a little. A, that's the same. Or she was lady. like yeah, she was like a country bumpkin just like him. Yeah. Well, no, she was a rich girl, but she was very simple. She was a simple. No, that's rich true. Girl. Yeah, she was a yeah, simple yeah. like him. Sorry, yeah, folks. but uh, yeah, that that's the same actress. I didn't realize until I looked at IMDb because it she doesn't look like her, but it, no. that, that is her. Well, she, and she, she didn't have that look- big hair. Yeah, they yeah. Give the big '80s voluminous hair. I, I can't remember yeah. what she looks like, to be honest with you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, in, in which one? In Lethal Weapon and in Cheers, you don't. In either one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Cheers, she had a very different look. They made her look a little more innocent. Very, very yeah, for sure, proper looking. Yeah. And of course, like, well, not that she had such a big role in Lethal Weapon. I mean, she yeah. dies in the first scene of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay, well, getting in, in continuing with the plot, uh, we, we after she does a few lines of coke, she goes to the balcony yeah. of this high rise. And uh, where does this take place? It's in LA, I believe. Yeah, okay. it's in LA. Okay, so she goes and she climbs up and she, you know, just she jumps off the deep dive. Yeah. Yeah, she she fell very gracefully off the tower and landed on top of a car and still looked good after she hit the car. So yeah. Oh, no blood, no stories. mess. No, no yeah, it was an uh, easy cleanup. Very, very clean. Yeah. yeah. 
as, as many then, people died think, in 80s movies mm-hmm. and mary pointed out they, they made sure that one boob was still hanging out so you could see it you know in, <laughs> in the scene where she's dead like uh, again yeah again i, I think, am yeah. eternally grateful to mr richard donner for that cinematic decision <laughs> that he made yeah yeah so um, uh, amanda swanson is it swanson that's the the girl that played in the movie right well jackie swanson I, is the stunt woman oh, jackie swanson yeah. yeah amanda was uh was her i guess the character's name i'm looking at that right now i, I don't know i'm I, gonna take yeah. your word for it <laughs> i don't have my imdb up in front of me but yeah they <laughs> the way i read in the trivia section was that was a uh, the Stunt woman's name was Jackie something who did the who did the stunt that actor fell off. Okay, again, that's why Scott's on this show, man. He sets us straight with the facts and figures, and I'm grateful for that. Um, but yeah, and continuing with the plot after she offs herself, this is where is this where we switch and see our first uh, our first. I believe it's Danny Mr. Glover. Now I oh. believe it's Danny Glover next, and he is in the bathtub, and it's his birthday. Right, and his whole family oh. comes into the bathroom. Well, he's taking a bath and sings happy birthday for him while his, I guess his dong's hanging out or something. I mean, I don't, I'm not quite understand. What, what is that? This is a very unsettling scene. Go ahead, Joey. No, I, no, I, I, I was just moving my body. I think he was, he was turning 50 at that. Um, at this, yes. now, Danny Glover. And by the way, Danny Glover was actually only 40 when they shot this movie. And he yeah. looked older than 50 in the scene. To me, he looks older than 50. Oh yeah, he got the grays going full black. Yeah, you know? no, he looked not, not mind you, no mind you, he's in shape. He looks good, but he did not look like a forty year old. He definitely looked, yeah, yeah, he wasn't far off from fifty. And and all of Scott them, their ages are very. Uh, like if you go back and look their age, I believe Mel Gibson was thirty. Uh, the, ah. the girl that played um, Danny Glover's daughter was like twenty six, so oh. she was only four years younger than, than Mel yeah. Gibson. But yeah, that was and, very uh, common, you know. But she was playing like a, a college student or high school student. No, high school student. Yeah, I, high think. School. I think she was like 17 or 18. Yeah, she looked that's... young. I mean, I think I think she played the young well, but uh yeah, yeah she was, but she was little... not that young. It's kind of awkward yeah. though. She she was pretend to like have a crush on um well, Mel Gibson. Mel, yeah. Mel could have gone with her. They were they were only four years apart in age. No, no, in the movie they were not. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, so in the movie, I think Mel Gibson is supposed to be like 30. I think they said 37 and he's mm-hmm. at, he was actually 30 when they when he shot this movie oh, okay well, that mullet that mullets give him a lot of age you know, like yeah he, got, he yeah. looks oh, older yeah. with that hair yeah 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 well going back to uh danny glover scene where we first meet Take, him, taking a bath in front of his family yeah <laughs> as scott mentioned i found that a very peculiar scene yes it's i get they wanted to show that it's a very loving family they love their dad they're celebrating mm-hmm. his 50th but the man this man gets no peace yeah, who takes a bath in the morning? Yeah, morning mm-hmm. bath is weird. Yeah, bath and, in general to me is weird, but a morning well, bath is extra weird. Yeah, it's like that's not no. Usually you associate a bath with relaxation, yeah, kind of yeah. time. But this is whatever, whatever floats your boat. But the whole family walks in, cake and everything, to say happy birthday. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. And I looked, I was like, that water was not foamy. It was a <laughs> little foamy. Not, it was, it was very little. They, they definitely saw a lot more Danny Glover than yeah. I. Yeah, <laughs> there, there, there wasn't enough foam there to qualify as a bubble bath. Yeah, where he would yeah. be hiding his privates, uh-huh. and there were—I mean, the daughter straight up wrapped around them, said what's yeah. that, all of them, and I'm like, they're all seeing Daddy Schlong right now. Like, was, yeah, was the water even brown a little or no? <laughs> no, it was. It looked pretty clear. clear. I think. Uh, 
I think uh, I uh, I think they have a weird open family. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what's going on in the club. That's a lot of uncomfortable but... scene in this movie. I had to. <laughs> oh, for, for sure. There's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine being. I mean, I don't want to skip ahead, but yeah, there's a lot of uncomfortable scene. But again, June, you're right. This is morning bath, and how is his family so up and ready with cake and balloons, and you know, getting ready for this. Thank early you. morning dad's birthday that's they must have been committed. up since like four in the morning exactly. like 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 when dad is taking his morning bath that's uh, we're gonna pop in and ruin his day it, it was so weird but but again loving family i i don't know whatever it takes we, we will never know we will never have loving family. We will never have that experience, Jim. We cannot even like relate to that. Be like, oh yeah, I, I can understand that. I can relate to that. <laughs> Another Hollywood mystery. Yeah, oh, no, the end ahead. of the no. scene, though, just to put a cap around this weird uh, scene, it, you know, the family leaves and you see it in his face, the, uh, the character Murtaugh, that this whole 50 thing is kind of weighing on him heavily. That's when he makes that realization, yeah. like, shit, I'm 50. Like, I'm old. Yeah. And uh, I, well, this wasn't the first time he said his famous line from the movie about yeah being too, yeah did he did he say it at the end of the scene he could have i don't know yeah I, i'm not sure yeah, yeah it doesn't matter <laughs> anyway <laughs> he, he, he says it sometimes he talks Let, to himself a lot in this movie though he's no i think he himself. says it okay i i wrote down the scene he said no he doesn't say it in the scene i i see okay. where he he says it uh, we'll, we'll get to that eventually but i think from here is where we go to mel gibson at the christmas tree lot um mm -hmm. sniffing cocaine right right away First thing you see him doing is he's he he. he no, no, I'm sorry, he didn't sniff it. He eats cocaine. He he takes a takes a little bit of cocaine, rub it puts on it his, his mouth. Yep, yep, yep. And then he was like, yeah, they're like it's good, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, it's good, it's good. So yeah, right away he's uh, uh Mel Gibson is is eating coke in the first scene of the movie, and uh, then the the, the guys he says he wants to buy all of it. So the guy's like, okay, it's gonna be a hundred, and then Mel Gibson takes out all his bills and he, he literally he's taking a hundred dollars and the guy's mm -hmm. like no a hundred thousand not not a hundred dollars and mm -hmm. then this is when mel gibson pulls out his badge and tells mm -hmm. them they're under arrest and they all they all tell him like oh you're not a cop you're full of crap did you hear what he said a hundred thousand i I'm, I'm sorry i can't afford that not on my salary but look i tell you what i got a better idea here now, let me say i uh i take the whole stash off your hands for free you assholes can go to jail. Hey, what do you whoa, say about that? Now I can read you guys your rights, but now nah, you guys already know what your rights are, don't you? <laughs> this badge ain't real. You ain't real. Oh, you sure are a crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You think I'm crazy? Yeah. yeah. You calling me crazy? You think I'm crazy? Yeah, yeah. you want to yeah, see crazy? I'll tell you. <laughs> That's a real badge. I'm a real cop, and this is a real fucking gun. And by the way, trivia again. Uh, one of the one of the guys is I've got his first name, but his, his last name's Kiedis. It's Anthony Kiedis's father is one of the guys. The guy the guy that actually holds Mel Gibson hostage, the guy that uh, holds a gun to his head, that's uh, Anthony Kiedis of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Father, really? Bla Blackie Kiedis, I believe his name. I think his first name is Blackie. Very interesting. I, I gotta yeah. say, that's probably what I expect Anthony Kiedis' father to be like. <laughs> yeah, if you think about yeah. it now, it's like, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Mel Gibson proceeds to kill everybody there. Go, go crazy at the Christmas tree lot. Shoots the shoots and kills a few guys, and then uh, gets a gun held to him by Blackie uh, Kiedis, and uh, gets out of it by 
basically being super suicidal. You know, all the cops have their guns trained on them. He keeps telling mm-hmm. the cops to shoot the guy, shoot the guy. No one wants to shoot him because there's a gun to Mel's head. And mm-hmm. then does Mel, Mel doesn't put the gun. He puts a gun to his head or to his mouth or I mean, basically the gun's right in his face. And he keeps telling the guy to pull the trigger. And then no, the guy he grabbed the gun and point a pistol he right grabs him. in his forehead. It's like, shoot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then he just basically takes the gun from him, headbutts him, and that's the end of it. Yeah, yeah. it's our it's our first insight into um, Riggs' mental condition, so to speak. I think I think in actually Mel Gibson's real life mental condition. I think you know of all those years, <laughs> I thought Mel Gibson was was acting like a psychopath. I think maybe he is just a psychopath, and that's just the way he was built. You know, <laughs> he, 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 he played himself essentially. He yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he's exactly who he is. He's playing himself in the movie. You know, it wasn't until okay. This, so this Lethal Weapon was my pick, right? I had a choice, and yeah. I gave a, a, a few movies, and we settled on Lethal Weapon. And it wasn't until after it wasn't until we started recording the first half of this episode that I realized what happened in Mel Gibson's life after this movie. <laughs> Um, yeah, i.e., his uh rants, and of course, it's what he's most known for at this point, I think, besides his movies. But and I was like, geez, if, if I would have remembered that, would I have picked Lethal Weapon? Like, <laughs> would that have given me more incentive or a lot would, less? Would we be celebrating Mel Gibson right now with uh, with his hair and yes. uh, his movie? Would Scott be wearing yes. a mullet? <laughs> and and l- see what I've done started, folks. You see, yeah. Uh, well, you don't see, you hear. Maybe that's a favor for us. So, but uh, anyway, uh, let's go on with the plot. We're at uh, we him here? busting and seeing yes, crazy. Yeah, we see he's suicidal. We see deal. he's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then from there, he back to um, the the precinct. Then the Glover made it to the the office to the okay. prison yep. with Murtaugh. Yep. Right. Yep. And that's when they announced that uh, he's getting a new partner, right? Yes. Exactly. And gotta, how is he introduced to Mel Gibson in the scene, Joe? How, how is he, he introduced? He saw to Mel Gibson with a yeah. gun. He thought Mel Gibson was in the, you know, pulling out a gun in the middle of the the precinct and he ran and tackled him down and Mel Gibson beat his ass and <laughs> well, turned yeah. him up and Tried uh, to tackle him down because yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mel Gibson took him down qu- pretty quickly. I was uh, gonna say, man, Murtaugh, I I don't see any police skills in this movie for Murtaugh <laughs> at all. I just what are you feel- talking about when he does this with his neck when he rotates his neck, you know he's he's gonna shoot somebody. <laughs> and he, he's he that's what he's accurate is when he when he does that <laughs> crazy thing with his neck. Um. So yes, uh, after uh, Murtaugh gets taken down by Riggs in the precinct embarrassing the shit out of him in front of all the cops in the precinct uh-huh. <laughs> by the way um yes he learns the hard way that that is uh his partner mm-hmm. um yeah. and that he's to take him out now um we should probably say as an aside that at this point uh mel gibson's character riggs already has a reputation for being a nut suicidal mm-hmm. uh psychotic. Yeah. no one wants to be his partner no right. one wants to work with this guy he is uh a loose cannon, so to speak, right? So, um, do you remember how did it matched him with um, uh, Ro- Roger? Well, because he uh, he was in uh, narcotics or something is what Mel Gibson was in, but he was getting kicked out of it after the whole Christmas tree incident. <laughs> so mm-hmm. he they they got to give him a new partner, and uh, and Danny Glover at the time doesn't have a partner, so they're giving him uh, Danny okay. Glover just by yeah. by chance, just no, by no. chance. Yeah, the captain's mm-hmm. like you you get him. There was a scene before this, though, where um, it's, uh, I guess, uh, Murtaugh's commander in chief 
and he's having a conversation with this woman. I don't know if she's some kind of psychologist or something. And she she's is. Insisting, yeah, she... She's insisting that Riggs is is like a loose cannon, cannot be controlled, suicidal. <laughs> and and this commander, she just shrugs it off like nothing. Like, care ah, who cares? Whatever. You know, like like, and I was like, this would never go down. The, the, <laughs> there would be lawsuit after lawsuit with this oh, yeah. character. Like, and and they For were sure. so nonchalant about it. They were like, ah, eh, whatever. As long as he gets the job done, we don't care how. You yeah. know, um, well, it's so mm -hmm. weird, weird all around. But please, let's continue with this plot. So uh, what? From there, they 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 they're assigned to investigate the death of the uh the the uh, porn star that fell off the building. Yeah, you mm -hmm. know, they're, they're sent they're sent out to go there to to the scene and they get there together the first thing they do is they see um a, they talk to a prostitute right oh maybe danny glover went without him did danny glover go before mel gibson yes was he that did. the scene before so he yes, went he first did. by himself there mm -hmm. so yeah i think before he meets mel gibson he goes to the scene of where you know the prostitute jumps right that was and, his morning call that's the, the call that he received at his birthday party Yes. The morning of well, his birthday party. He, right? No, his wife was telling him. I don't think he actually talked to the guy. That his his old friend from Vietnam had called to talk to him, but Mel didn't. I mean, not Mel. Uh, Danny Glover didn't get a chance to talk to him. And then he finds out that that's that guy's daughter that that had mm -hmm. job right, after right. after he's at the scene. But you know, he runs into a prostitute there, and uh, that was the prostitute telling actually. telling him that you know she had seen everything, and um, I believe he says it to her. Uh, oh, you're all dressed up and no one to blow. He says to the prostitute. <laughs> that that's the, that's the line he says to the, the prostitute. So that's uh, that yeah. that's what kind of movie we're dealing with here. Screen, yeah, uh, the yeah. movie writer writers back then is very um straightforward. Oh, right? the, well, this guy is a famous writer. This guy is Shane Black who wrote this movie. He also oh. wrote Predator. He did um, this is his first like real movie that he wrote. You know, was was this movie? But he did Predator. He did that uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He did. Uh, he did last action here. He did he did like all these kind of eighties kind of action films he wrote. Okay. Um, yeah, he did uh, that. The uh, was it the other guys or the the, the movie not too long ago with Russell Crowe and um, got his name. It's really good. It's actually a good movie. But yeah, he he writes in this style. Everything he writes is like this. You know, it's a it's all very quippy, all kind of not PC. That's mm -hmm. what he's known for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like some Shane Black dialogue. It is right. Yeah, no, this is uh, yeah. totally. And then, you know, this movie, too, is got that 80s sax through the whole thing. You oh. hear the saxophone in the background. Mm -hmm. doo -doo -doo -doo. Now, now that we're yeah. on the subject of the soundtrack, I, did you guys yeah. notice that Eric Clapton was the, the famous guitarist? The I famous saw artist? that, yeah. Yes. Now, you know, don't get me started on Clapton. I was never really a fan. I loved no. him and Cream. I love Cream. But... Yeah. Outside of that, and then learning about that crazy rant he did at one of oh, the yeah. shows in the 70s, which you got to, if, if, listen, I don't want to sway anyone from being a fan of Eric Clapton. But you don't like Tears in Heaven? This is the Tears in Heaven uh, guy. Now, he Joe, pushed that kid out the window. I'll tell you right now, he to get a hit, oh he pushed God. that kid out the window. Oh, there, there's no doubt in my mind. <laughs> Eric Clapton's crazy. Uh audience it was nice being a part of this show <laughs> we will be in a heavy lawsuit going forward and i'll see you in prison i guess uh, no, uh, that was no, scott listen, though. no 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 listen uh, scott uh, he has justification for saying this because man you hear this rant that that man Eric uh -huh. Clapton went on in the 70s at one of his show mind you this was probably in his heavy drug alcohol days right like he was yeah. in the thick of it still though he went on this incredibly racist rant 
at one of his shows that I, I had to listen to it several times. Because before wow. that, yeah, like Joe A.P. said, this is the guy that wrote Tears from Heaven. I only know him and, from Tears in Heaven. Oh, uh, that's all you need to know. I don't want to ruin the Layla? impression, the, Joe A.P. Well, I know Layla, Layla too, yeah. but, you know, the, yeah. the big time, the 90s, that was, a, the 90s was a, the only time I know of him. Well, he had a big uh, resurgence in the 90s. I yeah. mean, he had a couple, yeah. quite a few hits. Well, yeah, and... after, he killed his son, and then, yeah, then after that, huh? Uh, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Okay. Maybe, maybe we should move on from this. I'm, 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 I'm kind of regretting bringing this oh, up. Oh man. Um, uh, uh, do we have lawyers? Their lawyers. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say that's the one thing we failed to do here for the show is hire a lawyer, and uh, I guess we're gonna need to do that now. Thank you. Scott got pretty bold with that mullet. Mullet mm-hmm. courage. Um. Uh, again, let's get back to the plot. Lethal weapon. Okay. So where are we? We're at uh, uh so this, this is where they, they do get so yeah, now that they're they're a team now. So yeah, we, we established them them meeting the prostitute going to the scene of the death was uh before they meet. But now that they're a team, their first call is a suicidal guy on top of a roof. They're going they're going to the roof and mm. they're their closest people. Mel Gibson says he has experience in talking people down. So he goes up on top of the roof to go talk to the guy. So the guy doesn't jump. Right? I need to interject mm-hmm. here. I need to interject yes, here, as I always do. The reason I need to interject is this scene bothered me because, and I made, I made a statement earlier about Murtock not being much of a cop in my eyes. This scene freaking proves it. Okay. You know, you partnered up with a, with a, with a maniac. All right. Oh. The guy already has a reputation. Mm-hmm. The first job with him is this jumper that or a guy threatening to jump and commit suicide. And just because on his say so, Rick say so, you're going to be like, yeah, go ahead and handle it. He just <laughs> lets him like like okay, you handle it then. Like go ahead. Like like why yeah. would you do that? Cuz I I think they don't know he doesn't know him well yet at that time. Yeah, and this but... this is when he realized you are fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is true. I mean, the scene does serve that purpose of, you know, Murtaugh gets a first-hand uh mm-hmm. you know, well, yeah, he handcuffs himself to the guy and he said, you're crazy. I'm crazy. And they said, let's jump. I'm just going to stand here and talk to you. That's all. You won't you won't try nothing. No, no, I, I'm square with you. I, I won't try a thing. I won't try a damn thing. You think I want to fall off? I promise I'll just talk to you. OK, OK, all right. Here, you want a, want a cigarette? Come on, let's smoke, OK? Yeah. Go on, take it, yeah. We're gonna take our time and both die of cancer. Here. Hey, you leave without me. Oh no. What are you doing? See this key? Bye bye. You're crazy! Now you can jump if you want to, but you'll be taking me with you, and that makes you a murderer. Okay? Come on, let's go you back. You bastard! Yeah, you'd be killing a cop. Now, yeah, I'd be so. killing a psycho nut cop! Yeah, a psycho, but I'm still a cop. You coming in? Come on, I'm going in. Fuck you! I'm jumping! Do you really want to jump? Do you want to? Well, then that's fine with me. Come on, let's do it, asshole. Let's Wait do it. What? I want to do, do it. I want to do it. What do you mean? Again, so, Mel Gibson okay. playing himself again. Yeah. yeah, playing himself again, but... So in in this time, apparently the police have had or the fire departments had time to put a big inflatable, um, you know, one of the one of those like landing pads that stuntmen use, and uh, they they jump off the building and land on it. I mean, yeah. have you 
I, I, is that a thing? Do, 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 do you have time to assemble something like that? That seems like it's nothing easy to assemble. The inflatable, the, 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 the what do you call those things that catches the, the fall? That, yeah. that takes time well, to blow it up. Yeah, was Murtaugh over there blowing in it? And how, <laughs> how did it get, how did it get, uh, even the so president, quick? Scott? Yeah. 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 But then, and, and the, what, the suicidal guy doesn't notice that that thing, that thing was like, like, uh, 50 uh, yeah. yards it was huge yeah. this was okay this, this it was a short scene but enough time the, yeah there was no indication that this balloon was ever set up yeah yeah they made it a point to not show certain perspectives in the scene that would indicate that there's a balloon because they wanted mm -hmm. to set the audience up for a rich true, craziness, true. right but still it's like i was like yeah I, you know go ahead let's jump i mean there's a big ass balloon we can't miss this was a big balloon Mm -hmm. as, the, as the guys just said this would have taken time to inflate uh but you know they conveniently didn't show that setup um, even the jumper agreed that you crazy you're yeah. just get this guy yeah. away from he's crazy yeah i mean what crazy uh, at worst he could have would have gotten a broken wrist from the handcuff yeah. i mean yeah not really oh but I guess, now I, but this uh -huh. is where and then danny government pulls him into a, like an empty uh, empty building, empty like store that some guy's painting. He kicks a guy out mm -hmm. and then starts um, yelling at Mel Gibson. This is where he says, "I'm too old for this shit." Is it? That's the first time he yes, says it. Yes, yes. Um, is is in this scene, and he's telling you know um, Mel Gibson that, "Hey, you know, if you're suicidal, you we can't be partners. You can't do this. You can't do that. You know, mm -hmm. you know, you you gotta, you know." you can't be like this. You can't be insane and be my partner. Basically. He's like, and basically he's like, I don't want you to be my partner. You know, I, I you're, you're crazy. You, you can't be my partner. Hey, oh, okay. No bullshit. You want to kill yourself? Oh, for Christ. Shut up. Yes or no. You want to die? Yes or no. I got the job done. What the hey, hell do you want? You didn't answer the question. Oh, what do you want to hear, man? Do you want to hear that sometimes I think about eating a bullet? Huh? Well, I do. I do. I even got a special one for the occasion with a hollow point. Look, make sure it blows the back of my goddamn head out. Do the job right. Every single day I wake up and I think of a reason not to do it every single day. And you know why I don't do it? This is going to make you laugh. You know why I don't do it? The job. Doing the job. Now, that's the reason. You want to die. I don't. I'm not afraid of it. I ain't afraid of it. Was Murtaugh planning to retirement? For his retirement. I don't think so. Right no, 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 I, I, that was another thing I thought from the first half of this movie that he was ready to retire. But I think that's just like a these cop movie tropes that I, I that we're thinking of. That's it's always like the last day on the job, and, mm -hmm. and then this happens. You know, mm -hmm. right. I don't know. That's almost like the Mandela effect. I think uh, to me, like this movie, uh, it seems like there's like stuff that I was expecting to be in this movie that that aren't there. So either they're in other movies or they never existed. In my mind, I thought they were there. Yeah. By that point in the 80s, there were enough, you know, it, it was still thrilling to watch these kind of buddy action cop action movies with cops. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it was still a thing. It was at its probably height in the 80s. So they just I mean, these these uh, cop movies have existed for, for decades, obviously. Uh, but it, it was they kind of in the 80s, they kind of upped the ante as far as the action, the stakes, you know, um, it, it was kind of that age of the anti-hero why when you had these edgy characters who had these crazy character or mental flaws that that uh warranted them acting in a certain way this was mm -hmm. right along with that lineage of these type of types of cop movies i mean 
no different. It was it was a lot of it was one trope after the other. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But but credit to to you know what I, I'm acting like it's the end of the show. Let's go on with the plot. I'll save all this for the end of the show. I think about <laughs> this time too, we get the the phrase "lethal weapon" introduced. I Danny Glover ah, tells yeah. him he's a lethal weapon. He's like he calls Mel Gibson a lethal weapon. So mm, and yeah. there you go. The, the that, title of the movie. That clever Shane Black dialogue mm-hmm. you know, never fails. He tied it in nicely. But yeah, that's where yeah. Murtaugh uh, sees for himself, witnesses for himself, for himself experiences for himself uh the craziness behind Riggs. there's a troubled man um yeah that has issues deep issues and mm-hmm. of course he stuck with them so let's see yeah. what happens what's next after this i think they go to investigate a little bit right they, they end up going to hmm. the house um i don't i don't know why they go to this house some rich person's house that uh i, I think is associated with that apartment with a girl he, i think out. he was a, the drug dealer yeah, a drug dealer or something like that. So they, right. they show up there, they get in, and uh, they get in the backyard, and they see two women doing coke, a big old kilo of coke right, right in front <laughs> of them. They they arrest them, and some guy comes out from, like, the pool house with a shotgun, uh-huh. and they shoot him. Danny Glover makes a big scene to say, hey, I shot him in the leg. You don't have to kill somebody. You don't, you don't. We don't always have to kill people, uh, Mel Gibson, what you like to do. So they go to <laughs> handcuff the guy. And then the guy uh, pulls out another gun. So Mel, and it was going to shoot Danny Glover, but Mel Gibson like grabs the gun, mm-hmm. shoots the guy, and the guy falls into the pool. And uh, they try to save him, but you know the guy's dead. The guy gets wrapped up in something and mm-hmm. dies. Isn't it? This is the first bonding where, um, yeah, he saved his uh, Mel. He saved, saved um, his life. His life, yeah, yeah. And now yeah. he he felt that there's a gratitude somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah, so much so that, you know, uh, that night, Danny Glover invites him over for dinner. He brings him <laughs> back to their house, mm-hmm. shows up, you know, does, brings a psychopath right through his family's house yes. right away. <laughs> yeah, introduces him through his family, and uh, he has dinner with, the, with the, the family that night. And this is where you find the older daughter. You can tell she's, like, really into Mel Gibson. He made just no staring she, at him. She made no bones about that, yo. She was yeah. up in his face, like in front mm-hmm. of the family, and then has has the nerve to get mad when the little sister starts busting her chops chops about. Yeah, mm-hmm. you no, know, like like shut up. I'm like shut up. You're like practically. I was gonna say something very off color. I, I would send them uh... to, to their room. I mean, that shouldn't be enjoying dinner with no <laughs> in a t- on a table. You know, there's yeah. kids had no place to be in that din- dining table. You need to be by that psychopath. You know, yeah, the the guy who uh who uh, is suicidal. Yeah, let's, let's, let's introduce him to my family. Now, did we, no, that... did we uh, a skip a scene where Mel Gibson, we see the tortured soul. He's in his trailer because he's living in like a trailer. Oh, right yeah, now. the Bunsen. We talked about a pre-film. We discussed the film. That happened before dinner? Or that was that, the day that happened before. Yeah, oh, no, that happened before he met Danny Glover. I believe that's the day after the Christmas oh, tree. Okay, the the right, day right. he meets Danny Glover. Yeah, we wake we we go to the trailer that he lives on. He lives on a trailer on the beach, and uh, is that a best setting? Naked. Yeah, yeah. yeah gets up. The, the, yeah. the mullet looks glorious. The mullet is great. <laughs> but yeah, he gets up, see the buns right away. Walks naked. Yeah. Goes, grabs a cores. There's a lot of cores in this movie. Everyone's drinking cores in this movie, yeah. and he um, goes. He's peeing, drinking cores, and smoking a cigarette all at the same time. 
Mm-hmm. Now that's skill. That's talent. Yeah, that that that's our introduction to our our true introduction to to Mel Gibson in this yeah. movie. But yeah, that that's the scene we skipped. I, I'm not nothing much other than you see that's how mm-hmm. he lives. Well, I had to mm-hmm. reference. We were mentioning we were mentioning uh Mel Gibson's buttocks and we did. Yeah. Oh, there's another scene that I think we's at home where he's. So like, he's, what do you think they're trying to show us there? Stuff. Like the that that scene that particular scene. What was the psychological try- behind his that? butt? Yeah, they, they just want to show his butt. It I think was basically we, all about we his prior. butt. Yeah, like he's like he's like a free then. man, willing to do whatever, doesn't give a shit about anything. Like, you want to show try- his butt on, on, on and, camera? And he had you gotta butt. try to appeal to that female demographic. Yeah, these are paying yeah. viewers. They uh-huh. try to get his. The, the woman is there for the buns, Joe. Yeah, like I said before, I never thought Mel Gibson was a sex symbol. I didn't know. But now he was kind of back then. I mean, he became a superstar and he was, you know, well known for his looks as. Was he ever in the top, the 100 sexiest sexiest men in the world? I'm I'm almost sure he won people's sexiest man alive count. I'm I'm, I'm positive he won it one year. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. Wouldn't put it past. But I'm sorry. I interrupted, you know, for the sake of Mel Gibson. Who knows where we're at? You know, I mean, basically in this movie. (laughs) Well, they they had the boat fixing his boat. This is why I thought he was retired. Okay. So after dinner. Yeah. After dinner with Murtaugh's family. Yes. There's a scene with both of them in the boat. Go ahead, Joey. Oh, no, no. uh, That was the scene where I I had the impression that they were trying to connect. Right. They're trying to bond between yeah. him and Mill and well yeah you know. there is a bond forming between the two i mean it mm. starts off you know murtock just thinks he's crazy riggs doesn't care to have any partner for that matter um right. but through these experiences right um and in particular riggs saving murtock's life mm-hmm. he you know it's sort of a there's a kinship growing there and yeah. uh, uh i don't think it would ever uh, to me this part part one the first mm-hmm. Lead the weapon. I don't feel that there was a lot of co- uh, bonding yet, connections. I think part two is, it's more of a convincing, you know, that they're becoming yeah. better friend. I think they got moved too fast where they already had dinner with the family and you know. Yeah. So, oh yeah, no. Right away, there, there's a connection. They, they go from hating each other to mm-hmm. uh, like right away. It's yeah. Too fast. Right after he saves Danny Glover. Yeah. They he meets the family and then from then on they're like best friends in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they've always been partnered up, right? Yeah, but but I guess it was necessary for the. Movies. I think mm-hmm. around this time too, aren't we introduced to uh, the bad guys and, and Gary Busey uh, shows up? I oh. believe that's a, about the they're in a nightclub. <laughs> Gary Busey, the gift that keeps on giving. Come on, yeah, Gary he Busey, you cannot well. go wrong. Any role this man is in is at the very least, it's going to be interesting to watch. Cause, cause what, like Mel Gibson, crazy in real life and crazy in the role. I think he's playing <laughs> yeah. himself as well. A, ver- a very clean cut Gary Busey too. Yeah, good yeah, looking, very clean. Proper drug abuse. You he, know, for the for the longest time, I have confused with Nick Nolte. Oh, yeah, that's, an that's an easy a, a very, very similar yeah. vibe. Yeah, it, yeah, it makes sense. Especially now, <laughs> they're both like they're both both crazy as hell and both yeah. uh, have drug issues and yeah big yeah. big tall white guys blonde hair yeah it makes uh, sense. I, I love gary Busey though he can do no wrong in my eyes <laughs> yeah and uh, he's just such an entertaining character to begin with but it, this is a low-key gary Busey in the villain role or he's not yeah. the main actual villain but he's the well he's yeah. the one that that puts them through their paces so to speak yeah you know he's yeah, the I most dangerous the, the of we... bunch uh-huh. Well, when they introduced him, is the scene where the the guy holds a lighter up to his arm, and he's yeah. he 
to prove that you know his men will do anything that he tells them. He they put a lighter up to his arm and he just he doesn't flinch. He just uh, stares at the other guy as he gets burned. I wasn't that impressed mm-hmm. with that. I was like, eh, you get me. Uh, you could tell that lighter was far away. That lighter was oh, not yeah. close to the arm. Yeah, <laughs> man. I mean, and nowadays they would have CGI'd that shit really quick, you know. But um, I guess, you know, at the time that was an effective scene. But yeah, we are introduced yeah. as uh, Gary Busey as the very dangerous or one of the dangerous protagonists in this film. Um, there wasn't much. He's to a his mercenary. Boss. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, his, his boss is an ex-military guy. Gary Busey's a mercenary. I don't know what the hell they're they're playing. I, I, they're just drug dealers or something. I, I don't know. It seemed you know, I, ba- I, there wasn't any high stakes. There wasn't a big agenda with no. them. It was just drugs. It was just money. They, they just have yeah. They, they, they bring in a lot of drugs. Um, and Murtaugh's friend, who uh, his daughter, who killed her, who mm. killed herself, was involved with them, and he was as well. And basically, you find out that they killed the daughter. Yeah, mm-hmm. she did jump off the building, but apparently she was also poisoned by the coke before she jumped off, which is okay. Why don't she just die in the hotel room instead of uh But she was hallucinating. Yeah, and then jump off the building. I, I don't know. It, it doesn't mm-hmm. make a lot of sense. If but, she would yeah. have jumped off, we wouldn't have gotten that extra last minute view of Titty. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I that's probably you know, I think it's one of the things where, where Donna was like, you know, it'd be a cool stunt if she jumped off the building instead of, you know, just dying in the, in the room. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that, she, it doesn't make that. Yeah, Richard Donna tapping Shane Black on the show. Yo, yo, make sure you write in some more titty from from. Uh, by the way, I, I saw this movie again with my family. Ah! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it was on HBO. We saw this all, all my mom and my sister. Yeah. Oh, Joey. Oh, was that, you, I mean, never learned not, not, not the rewatching, the first time you saw it. The first time I saw this, yes. Oh, okay. oh, Did you rewatch okay, it with them as well? You no, 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 no. I remember we we watched this to get watch it together on HBO with my mom and both of my um, my two sisters. Yeah, but besides, you should have been like, "Hey, mom, let's watch it again." <laughs> let's she go down memory lane a bit. It, 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 despite that first scene, I mean, there wasn't much nudity. Be- well, your mom probably well, enjoyed that's Mel Gibson's buttocks. Scene, yeah, <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> But yeah, but there wasn't much. I mean, no, the- it wasn't. It was it was a couple, you know, scene that it was. That's nothing compared to other movies. To be yeah, in. it wasn't like risky business with Bush, <laughs> and, you know. So yes, but uh, where were we with this movie? So uh, so yeah, with the bad guys have been introduced. I think you know Murtaugh and um, Murtaugh, Murtaugh goes and talks to his friend at the bank because he thinks there's something up. There's something more to it than than what the guy is saying, and so the guy basically oh I, yeah yeah he, he he had also met with his friend earlier and the guy kept on telling murder you got to kill these guys find these yes, guys yeah. kill them because what they did to my daughter but that was earlier mm-hmm. in the movie we, we we already zipped past that at this point they go to some house to talk to him and he uh murdoch com- makes him finally confess what the truth is he he's involved in the drug trade he can't get out of it or they're going to murder his other daughter he has a twin she has a twin sister that you never see in the movie. You only see her in a yearbook that she has a twin sister. But yeah, mm. his other daughter will get killed if, uh, you know, if uh, he tells anybody about the the drug thing or he can't get out of it. And then mm. out of nowhere, a helicopter comes up. The guy's <laughs> drinking eggnog for some reason. I know it's Christmas time, but he has uh, multiple cards of eggnog. He has one card of eggnog in his, ha- in his hand, drinking it and gets shot from behind by Gary Busey out of a helicopter. And the bullet goes through the eggnog, and he's dead. Yeah, great, great scene, Donner. 
Yeah. I think Donner was doing a lot of coke. He all that coke they have lying around. It was also Richard Donner's coke, and it's real too. coke too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I, I think that was uh, where he got all his ideas from. You know, everybody was doing coke in the eighties. I mean, this is yeah. no surprise. It was a common, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> thing in yeah. Hollywood. But um, yeah, so he gets off this guy while drinking his eggnog, um, yeah. and that is that the scene where. I, is that where Mel Gibson is trying to shoot down this helicopter? The helicopter, yeah. He's using his Beretta his, and shooting at a helicopter gun, yes. far away. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> it's like a mile I, away. I think about he's this time him. too. Uh, Mel Gibson, you know, tells him, uh, tells Danny Glover about his history, about being, yeah. um, yeah. being uh, in the special forces. And Joe, I have a quote that he says, and what he says right away: When I was nineteen, I did a guy from Laos from one thousand yards away. <laughs> with a rifle basically he, he's talking about how he he shot yes. a guy from he's the best shot in the military mm-hmm. he shot a guy from a thousand yards away with his rifle so and yeah I, we, to, we, to that i said fuck you mill fuck you mel gibson <laughs> <laughs> and your mullet <laughs> yeah damn you mel gibson you yeah, I, I did find that a little quick i was like what was the point of saying he was from Laos? i mean did he mean that while he was in nam was he in nam? yeah that's yeah it, nam, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's special forces more. he Okay. He just assassinated uh, some Laos guy from thousands. But, but you see, away. I don't understand that re- the correlation though. I mean, yeah. he should be shooting uh, Vietnamese, uh, Viet Cong, yeah. or something, not Laos. Yeah, why, why Laos? Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and most people in the movie probably like, "What the hell is that? Where, what Laos? You know, that nobody yeah. knows where Laos is." Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, and I think uh, around the same time too, they they go to that house. Actually, I think before the scene, they go to the house where the prostitutes at uh, that witnessed everything. And the house blows up, right? The house blows up, and Mel Gibbs is rolling around the ground. Danny Glover is trying to put fire out. On, you know, I guess his coat is on fire, so he's like gra- touching him all over his back. And Mel Gibson says, "What are you, a fag?" He says to him in, in the scene, "It's like, oh, yeah, this movie, this movie would not go over well nowadays. This 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 movie is very not PC." No. Did we discuss how he confessed to uh, Danny Glover? Um, that he's crazy, like he's he's like a he doesn't mind like killing himself or like there's no, uh, well, you know, like he he like there's no um reason why he doesn't he would not want to kill himself. Well, that was that scene well, after the jumper scene, right? And he confronted yeah. him. He pulls him yeah. into that store, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Yeah, go ahead, kill me, shoot me." It's almost like you'd be doing me a favor. Right. Yeah. Um, he, every day he thinks about killing himself. His wife died in a car accident and he thinks, right. you know, he has nothing to live for. Every day he, you know, he thinks about killing. He shows him the bullet mm-hmm. that, well, the hollow point bullet that will blow a hole in the back of his head if he ever does it. Right. Yeah. That's pretty dramatic scene. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Now, I mean, that was just an outtake, Joe. They, they were just filming uh, Joe, uh, uh, Mel Gibson and Danny Glover on the side. That wasn't actually part of the movie that was actually real life <laughs> no no that was a, Mel Gibson's it was a hidden camera life. yeah that's a hidden camera scene that was really mel gibson's uh, given what we would get from uh mel gibson sometime after yeah i i wouldn't have a hard time believing that so right about okay. now you find out that the daughter's been kidnapped right yeah uh, mm-hmm. you know danny glover finds out he, so he gets a call on the radio to go look for a dead go check out this dead body and it's the same description of, of his daughter's boyfriend. I mean, he puts mm. that together really quick. Just because the guy had dimples, he uh, <laughs> he puts it together. That's my daughter's boyfriend for sure. And so shows up at the house, finds a note saying that they got his daughter. And this is when, when shit gets real. Because now Mel Gibson's like, okay, 
you know, forget this not killing people. He's like, you know, we're gonna do it. We'll do it my way. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna kill some people. That's the only only way you're gonna get your daughter back. They're gonna kill mm-hmm. her if if we don't go kill them first. Basically, well, as he, he said, he goes, we're gonna get our hands bloody on this one. Yeah. So yeah. Matt, he was basically basically telling Murtaugh to man up, bitch. Yeah. Like, no, he your Mel was excited. We're gonna. He, he was gonna get few. to kill people. Yeah. He was happy. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's in his it's own. where they then they end up having to go out to the desert. They get a call saying to go meet him out in the desert to mm-hmm. uh to for exchange, you know, show up out there. Mm-hmm. And they think they at this point they think uh, Mel Gibson's dead because I think another thing we glossed over is for some reason Mel Gibson is talking to prostitutes, trying to find out if they've seen that girl that that died. And out of nowhere, Gary Busey pulls up in a car, shoots him. With a shotgun, he flies yeah. through a window. Point blank behold, in the chest. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And lo and behold, he's wearing a, the suicidal guy is wearing a bulletproof vest. So, mm-hmm. Makes yeah. a lot of sense to me. Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know how they stalked Mel Gibson. How they knew he was going to be there. It's. It doesn't mm-hmm. make a lot of sense. But uh, and whatever. who made him wear the bulletproof vest? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why would he wear a bulletproof vest if he's suicidal? But mm-hmm. yeah. So then after this, uh, you know, they they they're going to try to rescue the daughter. Mel Gibson gets out of the car, gets his sniper rifle ready, runs out in the middle of the desert, and Danny Glover goes out to meet them. Uh, they they show up with a, a limo in the middle of the desert, a helicopter, and I think an SUV in, yeah. in the middle of the desert. For some yeah. reason, the helicopter is like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, flying. The helicopter flying like twenty feet off the ground, uh, like right on top of the limo, pretty much with some, I don't know, some kind of a cool shot that Richard Donner thought of. Yeah, the exchange goes wrong. <laughs> That doesn't really work out the way they thought it was going to work out. Mel Gibson starts shooting people from a distance with his sniper rifle. Uh, but he gets busted. And yeah, it, basically it all falls apart. The daughter takes off in the limo. Danny Glover gets shot. Oh my God, you know, that daughter it, taking <laughs> off in the limo. Let, let's. I got to touch upon that for a bit because that, that <laughs> pissed me off to no end. How do you not outrun a helicopter? Yeah, and the helicopter knocks her off the desert road into the desert sand i i don't i don't know what's happening that sand but yeah she's scared of the helicopter the, the helicopter she's going slow enough that the helicopter can catch up to her and, and basically tap her tap the windshield of well, the car the helicopter and, definitely could catch her but what, what is it going to do if it tries to yeah. leave, she just drives another direction exactly i don't, I don't understand the, yeah where, where is she going how she gets caught but she gets caught they yeah. all get caught. Yeah. Mel Gibson got snuck up from behind. Some great uh, uh, special forces guy he is. The old man <laughs> sneaks up behind him. The so oldest guy why would this crew. old man not just shoot Mel Gibson right there? Why, because, why, would, why yeah. would you take him prisoner? Why would you just kill him, kill Danny Glover, kill the daughter, leave him in the desert? Why, why would you take them? And let, no, We want to know what they know. You know. We want to find out what they know about our drug deals. Yeah. Just yeah. shoot him. Okay, baby. I'm here. Okay, it's all right. Simple exchange. You come with us. Girl takes a walk. Let her go now. As I say, take your hands out of your pockets. Sure thing, pal. It's alive. Let her go now or we all die. Take him! He has a grenade! He's bluffing! He wouldn't risk killing his own daughter! If she's gonna die, she's gonna die with me! 
My way, not yours. It's true. It's like it was a irrelevant at that point that whatever he knew it's just just awful especially considering they tried to offer him before just a few scenes ago and that didn't you yeah. think they would have made sure to get the job done this time but exactly you know, exactly yeah no, no reason yeah. but they take him back and they're gonna torture him you know they have mel gifton chained up in a warehouse with water i don't know where this water is coming down from it looks like an alley inside a warehouse <laughs> with water flowing down on his head and uh, he's chained up, and then you see Gary Busey there trying to get information, yeah, and you know, then you have you, you know where this water was coming from, Scott. It was, same, it was the water, the same place that that scene in Alien when yeah. the oh, the water. it was that same oh, mystery that, that water. Mystery <laughs> Just, water. I was thinking the same thing, June. <laughs> <laughs> Just these strange Hollywood leaks, apparently. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they get yeah. their their water bill must be crazy. These poor bad guys. <laughs> they, their water bill must be out of uh, insane. So yes. yeah, there, there's a the Asian guy that's in every movie is there that always oh, yeah. plays a bad guy. He mm -hmm. was in uh, Big Trouble in Little China. He's 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 in every. He always plays a Asian henchman in mm -hmm. in every eighties movie. Uh, he's there to torture Mel Gibson. First thing Mel Gibson says, a normal. I think this is probably a Mel Gibson ad lib. He's like, "Who is the chin?" When he sees the Asian guy, so yeah, once again, Mel Gibson, <laughs> he, he added that on himself. I'm sure a little bit of a hint of things to come. Yeah, 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 yeah. Son of a bitch! Hit him again! Come on, tell me about the shipping. Fucking kill up all the you. Very funny. I want to know about the shipping. Yeah, no. Wasn't he had a mullet as well, the Asian guy? Of course, yeah. You know, he has he has a glorious. I mean, Joe, you you should have that matching mullet right now. I gotta be bald though. I gotta be like halfway bald to be. All right. Yeah, he does. He has a receding hairline, a mustache, and a mullet. You yes. know, this guy has been in enough movies and we've talked, we got to give him a name. We got to do right by him. What, what was Elling. it? Thank El you, Joey. El there you go. Yes, thank uh, you. Big shout yeah. out to you, man. I mean, we've done. In every 80s service. action movie, he was always one of the bad guys with a gun. Mm -hmm. So yeah, congrats. congrats. He, uh, <laughs> he's a token of the Asian in the movie, in the Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. nobody ever mentioned him ever. Like he's no. there in almost every movies, but you know, his credit was go as far as he died in a few scenes later. <laughs> so now they're getting tortured, right? Mel Gibson's a car battery uh, attached to a sponge is electrocuting Mel Gibson. You know, that's mm -hmm. uh, that's fun. And then uh, Murtaugh at the same time is getting beat up, getting punched and uh, and knocked around in, in the, a different part of this factory. I don't I don't know what. It, there's always these factories in these movies too, right? There was always a bunch of pipes everywhere, steam mm -hmm. coming out, water's dripping down. They're they're in one of these uh, factories, and Mel mm -hmm. and then uh, Murtaugh's getting beat up as well. Uh, at the same time, the daughter gets brought in because Mel uh, Danny Glover's not saying anything, not giving out what they want. So we're mm -hmm. gonna bring the daughter out. We're gonna threaten the the herder's daughter. Uh, somehow she's changed her clothing. She's wearing uh, I don't know what she's wearing. She's not wearing a lot, you know. And they 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 put her up on on a, on a pipe as well and are threatening to to mm. hurt her. At the same time, Mel Gibson is breaking free. Um, 
Gary Busey leaves, of course, because one guy's got to leave and only leave the the one, the Asian guy that we know is going to die is left alone <laughs> with Mel Gibson. But, but you're right, Scott, that scene, they actually, I think they would they'd probably tie him right above the like leaking faucet because that, that yeah. water is pouring down. Oh, no, yeah. it's just it's coming down on him. Yeah, yeah and, uh, of course he gets out. You know, the guy gets too close to Mel Gibson and I don't think he headbutts him. He takes his legs wraps around the guy's neck and basically breaks mm-hmm. his neck with his leg. And yeah. then Mel Gibson is free, you know, free to head back and save the day, save Danny Glover and save uh, the daughter mm-hmm. uh, while the, while the head back guy and Gary Busey take off. So they kill everyone else around there, but they, they don't, they don't man, manage to get those guys. Gary Busey takes off onto the street and the head guy, I, I don't know where he went. He went somewhere else in the factory at this time, Danny Glover and, um, Mel Gibson chase after the the Gary Busey and Mel Gibson just firing a, his gun in the streets. You know, it doesn't matter. Cars are going by, just firing he's, away. He's chasing how, how Gary. Civilians. Yeah, he's chasing Gary Busey. Mind you, Gary Busey is in a car driving away. Yeah, Mel Gibson is on. He, and Mel Gibson's running. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> running, running down the street out. Because yeah, Danny Glover tells him like, "Hey, if you go to this overpass, you can cut him off. Go to the run to this overpass." So. Mel mm-hmm. Gibson runs this way, and Danny Glover's like, "Okay, I'm gonna kill the other guy. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go take care of business on the on the big bad guy." So mm-hmm. he managed to go down an alley. At the same time, uh, the the big bad guy comes out, is driving in a a van with all the drugs, I guess, mm-hmm. and is making a break for it. And Danny Glover does it. He does the neck thing. Yes. Got to move the neck around, crack his neck, shoots shoots the driver in the head, and uh, the van wrecks. Ends up onto the, I think, Hollywood Boulevard. And um, the bad guy, all his grenades and drugs are falling all over the place. He's trying to get the the grenades away from a fire. There's a fire in the car and kaboom, that's it. He's dead. Mm-hmm. That's One bad guy the, gone. Yeah, the main bad guy, actually. He's the main bad the guy. Guys, gone. So Yeah, that, that guy's like a senior busy. citizen. I mean, he's yeah. like, he was pretty old. You know, mm-hmm. that's uh, not, not a formidable bad guy, but whatever. Uh, G- Gary Busey takes off and Mel Gibson loses him after yeah. like a little bit of a firefight. Mel Gibson goes back to Danny Glover and Danny Glover's like, he knows where I live. We go, we got to get back to my house. G- Gary Busey's going to, that's the first thing he's going to do is go, go to my house. I, mm. I don't know why, but yeah, that, that's what he's going to do. So who wants to take it? Joe, why don't you finish it? Why don't you take it home for us? Well, what so happens they now? caught him, the, the, um, they, they caught him with, at the, the, the house, right? They, well, yeah, they go to the house. Yeah, well, yeah, Gary right. Busey goes there, and there's a, two cops out front, right? Two two old cops in their in their car out front. Gary Busey pulls right up to them, and they're like, "Oh, what are you doing here?" He shoots them dead. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, he surprised these cops. He Worst gets inside the house. Force ever. Well, the, he gets inside the house. Mel Gibson and them have to, had time to tell him, like, uh, "Too bad, we're not here." Whatever the hell they write on the on the note. Mm-hmm. He, why didn't they tell the cops out front like hey this psychopath's coming over here be on the lookout and said these two cops getting gunned down uh, gunned down in the street so Gary Busey finds his note on the Christmas tree and then they run the police car through the house into to surprise Gary Busey so Danny Glover just takes a police car and runs it into his into his living room into his for own house. whatever reason they could have been hiding in the house and just shot Gary Busey but no they they put he a hole in the house. He could have killed one of his own kids. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. No, he didn't know where them, those kids the were. The family pie was. A, they probably were upstairs asleep. Yeah, I don't think they even bothered getting the family out. <laughs> they don't care. Mel Gibson could care less. Uh, oh boy. So, uh, so are we gonna talk the so final yeah. showdown? Yes. Yeah, yes, the final course. showdown. The, 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 they, they, the high point of the movie, probably. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, Gary Busey. They 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 catch him. He doesn't put up a fight, and they're gonna arrest him. But then what happens, Joe? Well, uh, they 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 agreed to do fight one to one, and it was like a high school all over again. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> you let them fight, and some reason the water is seen again. That's this pipe just burst. Yes. How does yeah, that happen? A fire hydrant. No, no they conveniently, they conveniently ran into a fire hydrant yeah. before. After and, the police got shot, yeah. they, they drove right into the fire hydrant and it, it started spraying water it, up. And I like the yeah. fact that the helicopter helicopter had a spotlight on so that this oh, could yeah. be like a show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, hundreds of cops shows up around doing nothing. watching this fight. <laughs> yes. It was like crazy. And I remember as a kid watching this movie and thinking that was the coolest shit ever. That the uh, cops let now, them now yeah, you look at you like, man, mm-hmm. I guess oh. why the I, the LA cops have a bad bad reputation. In movies like this, yeah. you know? <laughs> this, this this led to Rodney King, I think. After this, this this, this, <laughs> this wasn't long. Rodney King wasn't long after this. I mean, like, man, the LA cops are fucked up. What do you say, Jack? Would you like a shot at the title? Don't mind if I do. What do you think is going to happen to Gary Busey? I mean, so if he beat up my uh, um, Mel Gibson, they think that the rest of the Isn't cops the gonna stand around? No, they're gonna, they're gonna shoot him. That, they're all, yeah, they're all gonna take out the hood. They're gonna, they're gonna <laughs> yeah, attack you. Why would time. Gary Busey's character do that? Like, he, I'd be like, no, I'm not gonna fight you. Take my ass to jail. Like, what are you crazy? I'm in enough trouble. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, so they anyway. have this big uh, judo battle in the yes. front yard. It, a couple of times, it looks like Mel Gibson is going to get beat. But but you know, he, do he be be a good partner, uh, uh, David Glover? Tell everybody to step back, let them do the oh, fight. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I yeah, I'll take responsible. Yeah, go go ahead. Yeah, don't don't stop it. There was that little scene where the cops start showing up, and he like stops them from doing the. He pulls right. rank. He's like, oh, I'm I'm special agent, whatever, blah blah blah. And I'm like, who cares? There's two men. There's two lunatics fighting in in your front lawn. Like like uh, again, I'm here trying to make sense. I should. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, folks. Uh, Please, at continue. one point, Gary Busey grabs like a like a light pole and is like swinging at at Mel Gibson. So Danny Glover throws him a knife stick so that he can make it even. <laughs> yes. And he blocks he blocks <laughs> yes. this lamppost with a nightstick. I was no. like, what? That would have shattered in his hands, man. Uh, uh, well, then, granted, I've never held a nightstick, but I would think. You know, <laughs> you, you've held your share of lampposts, so you know. You know yes. You know yes. how you know how powerful those are. We used to uh, swing lampposts at each other all, all the day time. Ghetto, mm-hmm. It was fun. back in my day. But um, yeah, let's let's okay. So that's pretty much. Then the we wrap scene. it up. Yeah, basically, he beats Gary Busey, mm-hmm. and then uh, he tells the other cops to arrest Gary Busey. And uh, at, and then he's he's exhausted. Yeah, Danny Glover is helping him up and putting his arm around him because they're bros. And mm. Gary Busey takes a co- takes a gun from a cop Worst and is about to fire on this ever. Yep, I remind. Yep. I mean, he, this guy's got his ass beat, and he they he has a the cops can't uh, uh, subdue Gary Busey, so mm. he, he's going to shoot the those two, and they both they're ready. They got their guns out. 
they both pull their guns out at the exact same time and shoot Gary Busey dead. So this yeah, this yeah, answers this answers a question I had earlier in the episode, right? The scene where mm -hmm. the psychologist is uh having a debate <laughs> with the police chief or commander or captain, whatever uh -huh. rank he is, mm -hmm. about Riggs, about his mental condition how he shouldn't be captured and he was like now i see why now i answered this oh this whole movie answer why because he had the worst police force ever the only <laughs> effective cop he had in his ranks mm -hmm. in his fold was briggs he was the only yep. person who got shit murtaugh was useless except for that last scene conveniently so every other cop was useless in this film this this is a common trope in action movies though how ineffectual cops were made to look um and then, and they usually show up at the end of the scene yes. everything all said and done. done yeah yes it, it's like they looked at their watches eh, in about it's 10 time. minutes it should all be done then we'll roll in and clean up house but um wow wow lethal uh, weapon folks wow. uh should we just yeah. go into how good was yeah it? i was going to it we don't <laughs> need to describe this movie anymore we've been describing <laughs> it for too long but yeah joe why, why don't you tell us uh your what your review is of this film um i think this movie it's very entertaining, um, you know. Uh, uh, like I said, th that's a lot of uh, unconvincing uh, plots in the movie. Um, you know, they they jump into the character too fast, too soon. You know, the story was you know was trying to rush into the like build this relationship to me. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but that's I mean, at that time, I didn't. I didn't see that in, in the movie. I thought it was full of action packed, you know, a very interesting character, you know, police are, you know, like the most pow powerful, powerful force, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and yeah, this is a pro police movie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm surprised in, in the way that the 80s drugs, the the bad the worst drugs in the 80s is cocaine it's not very inventive you know they could have done something more like you know crystal meth or something more lethal uh, but um overall the movies yeah. is very um you know very entertaining um was it good i say it was okay it was it was not as good as i remember you know like there's a lot of you know scene where i guess when you watch this kind of movie you don't really try to make sense out of it you just try to enjoy the movie yeah. if you do that then you know it's it's entertaining so yeah. it was okay how ah. good was it okay it was yeah. it was okay okay yeah all right Jim, um, you're, you're up all right but so before i go into my how good was it i have to of course address a statement that joey p said about drugs uh -oh. in the 80s because i am from the hood because i'm from the hood bitch yes as i constantly remind you listeners that i grew up in new york city in a certain ghetto i'm not gonna go into it but um going back to what joey p said yeah he's absolutely right it, it's weird now, by then, this movie came out, what? We said 87, right? I think it was. Yeah. 86, 87. By 86, 87, crack yeah. was definitely oh, yeah. an epidemic at this mm -hmm, point. Mm -hmm. Not one mention. Mind you, you can't make crack without cocaine. So maybe, you know, whatever. But still, mm -hmm. you would have thought that the whole thing about crack would have leaked into these type of action movies. But no, it, you're right. Yeah. It was always cocaine. Right. It was, always just cocaine maybe sometimes they would put in heroin or something yeah mm -hmm. no math no none of these yeah. things 
definitely no opioids that we see today. Yeah, it's a designer drug. Coke yeah. is like a, it's a popular, they, I mean, like I said, everyone in this movie was doing Coke probably. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> they, they, uh, that was their stash that was out there. This, this is not a, they, they, they were, the only, the only thing was it was illegal to sell. They, they, for them, it was like, it was great to use. So yeah, I, no, it's uh. I, I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with the series Mad Men. That was very popular not too long ago, right? And one of the tropes in there, because it took place what in the fifties, in the golden age of advertising, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you go into anyone's office, these ad executives, whatever, they all had a fully stocked bar. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that in Hollywood during the eighties, it wasn't a bar. Cocaine. It was just every <laughs> every meeting table was a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just lines of coke lined up in front of every chair along sure. with their name. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, you're right. It was such a trope. The, the whole cocaine thing was such a trope. It seemed like cocaine was on everybody's minds in the 80s. But, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there because, you know, you talk drugs, I'm going to give my opinion. Uh, okay so what is your opinion of the movie now yes going back to the focal point of this uh episode lethal weapon how good was it so um i agree wholeheartedly with joe ap on this one um to me it was just okay for the pretty much similar reasons when i first saw this as a kid and uh i didn't see this in the theater like you guys did i i another cable movie that was you know forever it, it was like perpetually aired. Like it was all day. It was a big movie at the time. And it was a big thing on cable. And that's where I first saw it. Um, and yeah, as a kid, I thought this movie was the shiznit. You know, it mm-hmm. was crazy. It was like, oh, wow, here's this Akita cop. Um, you know, he's partnered up with this like, you know, like this guy who doesn't, you know, I, I would say he doesn't want to be a cop at that point, the way he was acting. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, but, it, it was cool. It was thrilling. It was a, uh, it was action packed in every way. Uh, cool villain, you know, psychotic cop, blah, blah, blah. Um, does it hold up in a lot of ways? It's still entertaining. It still has a lot of the things that I liked about it when I first watched it as a kid. But I, I think what it is, we're, we're pretty jaded and spoiled right at this point. We, well, there's been so many of these uh, buddy cop movies. Um mm-hmm. Ever since then, this was the heyday. This was when they like kind of maxim- maximized on that whole buddy cop formula. Um, mm-hmm. But after that, it never kind of stopped coming, going into the 90s, going into the thousands. And to this day, we're still getting these types of movies. They'll add, it'll inject some kind of new flavor or twist on it, but it's still in essence the same kind of plot and formula, right. the same types of characters. So I think a lot of it for me has to do with that 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 i've seen so many of these form formulaic buddy cop movies mm-hmm. that it's hard to really get entertained by them there are no more surprises there are no more twists and turns uh you get what you pay for you get the action you get the cinematography you get the cocaine mm-hmm. um and you do with it as you will you you enjoy it for what it's worth and that's okay it's a good time, this movie. Um, the two heads, the two lead characters, or lead actors, I should say, Danny Glover and Mel Gibson, they did a great job. There's a reason why this formula worked well enough that they did, what, three, four more movies after this? The number fives in pre-production. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. As we discovered in the first half of this episode, they do plan on doing a part five. And I can see why. Um, the formula works. These characters work. 
the two actors are good enough that they could carry on and pull it off. I'm going to say, maybe I'm talking shit. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass because I haven't watched the, the third. I don't think I ever watched the fourth installment, but I never fourth remember one's watching bad. part two and three. I, I remember the fourth one being really bad. I think two and three, I think two, honestly, I, in, in thinking about now, I think two <clears> may be the best of all of them. Yeah, yeah. when they introduced the new character. Joe, yeah, Joe Pesci. Pesci. Yeah. 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 Right. By the fourth one, I saw the poster. You know, it had Chris Rock in it. It had a uh, mm-hmm. was it? Yeah, a, that was bad. That one was not good. I think Jet Li, Ray, Renee, Renee Russo was in three and four. Okay, mm. yeah, yeah. So by then, it had already kind of run its course. Maybe mm-hmm. I, again, I can't say. I don't remember the last two to save my life, but for at least for the first two, I could justify say, their existence by saying, yeah, they were fun. How how good was this movie, Lethal Weapon? In total accordance with Joe AP, okay. That's my verdict. Okay. Please, Scott. All right. So, yeah, I I remember being, I have fond memories of this movie. I did see it in the theater. I remember thinking it was like, was a great movie. I, in my mind, before we we started this podcast, I was like, of course, Lethal Weapon is a good movie. I mean, it's not going to, there's no question. This is a good movie. I I, I don't know if it's the whole uh, Mel Gibson scandal. I think, Part of it, it, it's it's hard for me to watch as a root for the guy. To I'm really appreciate him as a person, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it really, I didn't enjoy his performance, and I think, I think maybe it has a lot to do with what the real Mel Gibson's like, and mm. it just, it, it definitely affected me watching this this time. You know, I I didn't think it was particularly a good movie. I think um, like like June said, you know, this is this this is one of the original buddy cop movies. You know, it started a genre, and I think a lot of other. You sure it's like Stasky's and Hedge? <laughs> well, yeah, that, yeah, it's a TV show, but I'm talking about for movies wise. You know, this, uh-huh. this really was, yeah, I think... you know, 40, 40 hours and stuff like that was before this, but this was more mm-hmm. like two cops, and mm-hmm. it's just, I, I don't know, you know, I, I, it, it wasn't boring. It was enjoyable enough. I really thought I, mm-hmm. I was gonna enjoy this movie and I, I in the end i don't think i really enjoyed it that much you know i think it was definitely not pc i think uh it was uh not uh, in, in the in the modern age it does not it does not fare well it does not it does not did not age well so um yeah i i, I kind of agree with you guys it's more like in the middle you know it's an enjoyable mm-hmm. enough movie but but i'm gonna go with it's not good you know, I think I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna go a little further and say it's not Ooh, not that good. I, I I do think two is probably a much better film. So, but I, it, I, I'll I watch it and I'll be disappointed now. too. I agree with the two maybe better. Yes. Now, now yeah, you're saying it, just to be clear, you're saying that the the Mel Gibson shenanigans that came up way after it affected movie, me. It kind of took it, it did. Down it re- it really point. did. Watching that, I did not enjoy his performance. Oh, you know, and, and by the way, he's not that great of an actor because his Australian accent kept coming out in this film. If you <laughs> notice, when he talked slower, you I could hear the Australian accent as well. So yeah, yeah screw honestly, him. I never considered him a top quality actor though like like no like, he's uh, not he had quite a few blockbusters after the whole lethal weapon thing and yeah. during you mm. know he had things like braveheart and whatever yeah i never oh, saw I the loved big all deal. those movies i never yeah saw i I, I, w- I would say i was a big fan of his and now i i kind of want to revisit his movies because <laughs> i i think i'm not going to like any of them so yeah how good was it i'll go with it's not good Ooh, wow okay wow. so i do agree though scott this movie has been was a platform for a lot of movie like we mentioned earlier in the first episode mm-hmm. like um first recording bad boy I, I see a lot of correlation oh yeah in this movie oh yeah bad boy you know 
Um, For sure. So, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's it, it's it started that that trope of uh, before that, I, as I remember, um, mm-hmm. buddy cop movies were more about the humor, more about mm-hmm. yeah. you know you you. This was the first that I remember that played on what became a trope of you have one decent cop and one psychotic cop that's uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. And after mm-hmm. that, we kind of got a, a, quite a few of those type of movies, you know, where it's that loose cannon type cop, where it's like dirty, dirty Harry on steroids, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that, that is lethal weapon. That that not lethal what I expect you to be, but you know, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. I'm sorry, Scott. Um, no, made, I made, you, made, ru- you, you ruined my childhood. Yes, yeah, you ru- you ruined my childhood, June. But that's cool. Let's go. So, so oh. Scott, <laughs> this show is good for that. Isn't it? You want to tell us a little bit about your your hairdo? How do you? Uh, what hairdo? This is my regular hair. I don't know what you're talking about today. This is what. Uh, this is if, the way my hair looks every day. If yeah. only Rina can see this now. No one said it better than my wife. Mullet go my way. Yeah. Sure looks good to me. And, and with and that, you messed you messed up the song by mullet swing my way. Come on, oh, June. See, and uh, that's why we needed her to come and do it right. Yeah. We needed that little duet between you two. I hope she listens to this. Lesson learned, woman. I guess with that, we could put a capper to our lethal yeah, weapon review. But this is bad. Yes. Uh retro review. I'm sorry if we uh spoiled anyone else's childhoods in uh in addition to Scott's with this movie. Um, I will say if you do watch this movie, try to watch it with a, you know, with a clear conscience as far as we all know what became of Mel Gibson afterwards. <laughs> and it's not a pretty tale to tell, but, you know, mm-hmm. you try to watch it for what it is. But yeah, there there it is. Lethal Weapon, folks. Please join us again. Thank you for joining us in the first place. But join us yeah. again for our next episode, whatever film that may be. That we will make sure to watch this on YouTube. Yeah, uh, like yes. and subscribe. You got to see my my beautiful mullet. Yes, mm, it's worth yes. it to tune in. You know, every every episode has a a, a preview of the audio uh, uh, podcast. This is an audio podcast predominantly, but every episode does have a a, a good five to ten minute preview. You get to see Scott in a mullet. You get to mm-hmm. see our beautiful "How Good Was It" T shirts. That Scott mm-hmm. is also uh, wearing and sporting, and it goes perfectly with that mullet, I may add. Um, but um, yeah, check those out. Check us out on the social media as well. Follow, like, subscribe, and all those things that you, uh, people do on the internet these days. And please join us again. With that, I guess it's time to say bye, guys. Say bye. Bye, bye guys. What movie would you like us to review? Drop your suggestions by hitting us up at howgoodwasitpod at gmail.com.